0: You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast with Sinan Schwarting and Khan (laughs) Bayazit.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Episode 69 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles podcast. And of course, this one would be 69. When else could it occur? With me today is not Khan Bayazi of Belgium, but it is, in fact, Evran Akman. So I'm not going solo here. Everybody, welcome back, Evran Achman. How are you doing, sir?
2: Uh, you know, I'm doing okay. Not gonna, not gonna spoil the the game in case you didn't hear, watch it. But I think you should know what happened by now. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're <been laughs> coming in a little late. Uh, in yeah. part, that's because Evran is in uh, exam season. The young man, school, got to give it up for him. Uh, also, the other reason is that Khan is that he was like away for the weekend the family, and then today he he did the the football uh turka podcast, they definitely uh, they got the first word in, I think, for the first time uh, ever since they they started running. So you guys, if you needed your your fill and you couldn't wait around for us, you may have already listened to them. Uh, But yes, this is, in fact, the Big Derby podcast following up on the match away in the Turk Telecom Arena against Galatasaray. Uh and shall we just jump in? You ready to go, everyone? Yeah, ready to go. Uh real quick, everyone. do this publicly for everyone. I always say you're somewhere near the border of you know Canada and the US. <laughs> Where are you exactly, sir? Are you Where in Oneonta? Exactly? Nah, no, um I'm uh, I'm
2: like straight up from the city. If you drew a line from New York City just straight up to the top of to to Canada, I would be near the top right there.
1: What's it called? Yeah.
2: You, uh, <laughs> Canton. That, that is where I am.
1: Canton. Yeah. I've seen signs for Canton. I went to school up there. Uh, I, I feel like I, you know, when I was driving around up there in my old days, I, I, I it sounds familiar. Okay. Canton, New York for anyone who needs to know. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, both of us coming into New York state though, uh, which is a large state for those who don't know, probably would be uh. not in the States. Most of our listeners are in the States, you might not know that, everyone. Uh, anyway, Interesting. Shell, uh, let's yeah, let's do this man. So let's talk about the lineup. First of all, starting in the goal was Loris Karius. On the back line of the defense, we saw Isimiran and Vida. And on the right side of the, of the defense, we had Gokhan Gono with John Erkin on the left. Atiba Hutchinson, Durkan Tokuz, and Nejip Uysal all started on the back of the midfield, uh, Adam uh, started on the left side, with Jermaine Lenz on the right side, and Barak Yilmaz up front. So that was how we were rolling out. Uh, usually we don't talk about the opposition's formation, but we might as well do it today since you guys will know a lot of these guys thinking that this is a big rival. Uh, Gladys that I put out Muslera and, the, and their goal. Lian Dama and Marcao on their back line with Nagatomo on the left side of their defense and Mariano on the right. Donk played as their, their sort of defensive midfielder, there. Belhanda and Fernandao in the middle of their de- uh, of their midfield. Onyekuru on the left side, Peguli on the right, and Dianye up front. Uh, Ebron, say something about that lineup. Uh,
2: well, the Bistaj lineup was, uh, I think, drew a lot of tension when we saw good old Nejip in there um
1: oh yeah that it was, was a it, surprise
2: we, it was clear uh, what the intentions were i think of all the predicted lineups we saw quaresma we saw janeiro we saw lens we saw kagawa we saw all these guys but we did not see Nejip <laughs> nobody but saw Nejip. Sh- shows how much they knew because there there, there came Nejip trying out of the tunnel it also at, speaks the to the infinite arm, but, wisdom <laughs>
1: of Shin <laughs> Ogunesh perhaps right
2: but uh yeah so it was clearly a defensive lineup um with Dorukan as a quote unquote ten, but it was more of just three center mids or two defensive mids and a center mid, not even an attacking mid, and then Lens and uh, Laiic out wide. But it was uh, a questionable lineup, it's to say the least.
1: Uh, Google has has it posted as like a flat back line with the three of them. Usually they're totally inaccurate and kind of creative with their interpretations, yeah. But uh, th- they didn't know what to do with that lineup either, I guess. Um, but yeah, anything to say about Galatasaray's lineup? I mean, not anything yeah, they, too surprising.
2: They showed up with 11 foreigners. I think the uh, the only surprise was that uh, Badu Ndiaye wasn't starting, who's probably one of their strongest players. He's currently on loan after they sold him and they went for a more i guess a more solid player in Donk. so it was uh, it was two very defensive center of the parks because usually fernando is the more defensive midfielder but now he had a hit a more defensive midfielder with him so <laughs> it was uh interesting
1: yeah uh, they they've been creative with dunk all year <laughs> they even played him up front in europe i think so they've been they've been going crazy with Donk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that guy's name it's still funny for me to say it's sort of childish i guess but it is what it is <laughs> dunk uh anyway let's get into proceedings i suppose so the match kicked off i guess we should probably mention the name of the referee <laughs> everyone what, what yeah. who who this match do you recall it
2: was uh it was Bülent Yildirim yeah, ah, I remember who
1: this game. yeah. Mr. Yildirim uh, so yeah, Bulent him was the ref for this match in the Turk Telecom Arena with, uh, I think again, Junait Chakir was in the VAR room. Um, interesting. Two weeks in a row, that hasn't worked out so well for us. Uh, the game got going. It was, I think, honestly, in, going in favor of Galatasaray right from the outset. The first 20 minutes were not so nice. The, it capped off with Jeremy Lenz getting a yellow card in the 19th.
2: Uh, that was a joke of a card, by the way. A
1: ridiculous card. Uh, he was the one who
2: got fouled and uh, then he got a yellow card. So, Yeah,
1: there, there was uh, there was a bunch of that. <laughs> there was a bunch of that. Yeah. Um, of note, I think Onyakuru had two chances. Only one of them was sort of really legit. Karius was strong early on i think that would actually sort of be a theme throughout the match if we're gonna be honest you know he was okay certainly didn't play any role in anything that would happen negatively which i won't spoil um in the 37th minute janair erkin would get himself a yellow card
2: another joke of a yellow card considering he didn't actually touch anybody but you know doesn't matter doesn't matter there
1: was me. actually no contact and i the replay showed it and i think even Bian was like oh whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well let's not let's yeah. not focus on this because this is a clear injustice that's going to get people angry um uh, but it was that uh but yeah he got himself a yellow for that in the 38th minute joma Gosh would get himself a yellow card that one was maybe earned yeah probably uh, in the forty-second minute, Belhanda would get himself a yellow card. It should have been his second. Actually, he had a, a nasty foul earlier on that was not adjudged as harshly as I would have ju- judged it. Yeah, it was
2: it was judged as a dive by Burak actually. Yeah, he didn't even give a foul,
1: and it was ridiculous because uh, yeah. yeah. it was actually a yellow card offense. He got he got stepped on his, his like
2: the back of his heel, but yeah, and referee thought it was a.
1: There was a later. think it was a dive, um, was but a you was a dive several years back. But, you know, there was well. a later yellow card that like, made this particular non-call, not even yellow card, look even more ridiculous. But again, don't want to spoil it. <laughs> <Kogawa. clears throat> but anyway, in the uh, 44th minute, shortly after that card was given, um, a ball would go through the legs of John Erickson the referee would say it was touched by him. Uh, I don't think it was. Uh, Replays were like somewhat it. inconclusive. Uh, and because they would judged it, Galatasaray Ball, I guess, uh, it, rather than overturning it, You know, they, maybe they decided there wasn't anything conclusive there. Uh, that one was perhaps debatable. But anyway, uh, the throw-in would quickly go to Galatasaray. Pesachach seemed stunned. Half of them were literally slowly walking in the other direction, assuming they were going to be getting the throw-in. Uh, Fernando would find Henry Onyekuru, who would score in the 44th minute, giving Galatasaray a 1-0 lead. And so, Evron, this will be your first color commentary <laughs> of the day. Yeah,
2: a very weird goal. So uh, as the as Gala picks up the throw-in, it's, uh, it's very clear that the Bishkush team is not playing um, at all. Uh, Atiba is the one closest to the ball. He's No one really looks aware of what's going on. Gala throws the ball in and you still see a couple Bishkush players like unsure if the game's actually going on, gesturing towards the referee. Gala doesn't care. At this point, it's only two players, just Vita and one other defender playing. Gala counters. Plays in Fernando, and then the whole Bishwas team obviously starts to react because they're about to concede. Fernando, Fernando squares it for Anyaku, who scores a tap-in past Carius. That's one zero.
1: Yeah, nothing Carius could do. Um, and
2: then the whole Bishwas team uh, swarms the referee. Yeah, and, and literally the whole team. I actually <laughs> and, thought but, uh, because
1: of the nature of how they were going about it, because they were sort of pleading for a VAR check, and sort of it, it looked like they were going to protest and like not restart the match. Which was yes. interesting, uh, but sure enough they did. Uh, although before restarting the match, and already the clock had run um, into the forty-sixth and forty-seventh minutes. This is before the ball has even been re-kicked. Gokhan Gönül gets a yellow card for throwing the ball. Adem Ljajic gets a yellow card for kicking the ball into the stands. <laughs> uh this, this was a, a rough a rough patch i guess we could say uh yeah, but that would yeah. be it going into the half special would not uh i mean they were so shell shocked it was probably better for best touch that they went into the half quickly uh because they could have conceded i think you know given how in disarray they were uh but anyway yeah halftime would be 1 to 0 that's right um second half would start Still, I, I don't think Bestash was bringing quite the energy that he needed, but they were definitely looking better. Uh, in the 54th minute, Kokan Gunul would come out injured. I don't know um, if we know anything about that injury. Is it? Not that I know of.
2: He limped off. and he, like, he, he, he went down, kept playing, and then limped yeah, off.
1: Yeah, I, so I, I, I don't imagine so... it'll be a, 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 a long-term thing. Obviously, if we have any yeah. hope, um, going forward, we're going to need him uh, healthy. It's
2: not too many games left. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah.
1: and and he's been – Who knows? Know. It needs to be said, he's been one of our best players in the last few weeks. So yeah. that was not good. Probably the whole season. Maybe know. so, yeah. He might be an MVP candidate if we're going to be
2: – Especially when we had that dark period. He was usually one of the – still like the main players still. Yeah. Putting out decent performances.
1: Yeah, really solid all, all season. So that's a blow, obviously, in, in a derby match against a big team um and somehow in the 54th minute also i don't know if this sub actually happened after this but our goal was scored (laughs) and this one no no it actually happened of course at the same yeah i don't know exactly as adriano steps on the field so um this one i'll just quickly say was scored by fernando and um somehow there's no assist credited to it. How could that be, Evron? Explain this it to
2: re- us. It was he. It was. Uh, I'll explain the whole goal. So, uh can't kind of limps off the field. Adriano run takes you know a brisk run. You know, definitely not a walk. He he's not sprinting, but he's running. So about two steps after he enters, and the again, field, let's be you know, clear, He's
1: losing one to nil at this stage. So why would they be yeah, yeah. wasting time? So he's, running right? on. You're not yeah. be...
2: he's running on, but so he has to enter at the half line, and uh, I'm. I'm and then on the far side of the field, Galatasaray has a throw So currently, as he's entering, they're reshuffling the defense because you have Nedjip at left back, you have Adriano coming on, so they want to shift it around. As Adriano takes two steps on the field, the referee says it's time to play. So Bishash only has two defenders. Um, obviously, uh, no one on Bishash expected the referee to say play because it's not like a written rule. Technically, the substitution is completed once the substitute enters, but the referee... Not 9 times out of 10. 10 times out of 10 will allow the substitute to get on, especially if he's a defender. But this was not the case. Gala throws the ball in. You see several Bishlash players gesturing towards referee, like, what is going on? Not playing at all. Gala plays a, a ball through the whole team. Still, almost no one's playing. Except Vita again, because he's he's the last one. Fernando gets through on goal with almost no trouble. Shoots it on Carius Carrier saves it. Unfortunately, spills it too far from his grass and fernando gets to the rebound and scores so for our second time <laughs> we were not playing off a of throw and now we see
1: so. we went the other game scores again um, yeah. or i guess maybe for the first time if we're gonna be 100 percent honest. like this one was definitely <laughs> clearly the, the more egregious one um, what adds kind of insult to injury here is that with adriano coming in Shenoguniaz got a little bit weirdly creative and instead of just putting him in at the right back where Gokonguniaz was, he actually moves Nejib to right back. And I think, does Adriano then play in the center of the... Left back. So Adriano moves to left back and then Janair moves up. And that's, oh yeah, and that's what slides Liayat into the 10 slot, which is where he belonged. Um, But so, uh, with all of that action, the team is in particular disarray, obviously, because it's not just a matter of getting Adriano back onto the pitch. It's also all the other guys shifting into their positions. So it's a particularly chaotic moment where he allows them to just play on. And, of course, Bacicera's is stunned and, and not at all prepared. Uh, and so that's it. In the 54th minute, Bacicera is leading 2 to nil. In the 57th minute, Jana Erkin comes out for Ricardo Quaresma. Um, obviously because they needed a talent injection via Quaresma, but I think also as a sort of low-key punishment for Janair, who had been playing pretty poorly, honestly. Uh, uh, in a standout way, I think we could say, you know, everyone played pretty poorly, if we're going to be honest. Uh, in the 75th minute, Dorakan Tokus would come out. He also, I thought, had a pretty poor game. Shinji Kagawa came on for him. And so the Shinji watch begins. Um, in the 81st minute, an interesting sub. Selchuk Inan came on for Ryan Dunk. So it's weird that they're up two here and bring in a more offensive option to the center of the midfield. Uh, Terim though, everything is something or whatever he, whatever he said. In the 82nd minute, Onyakur we get a yellow card. In the 91st minute, Emre Akbaba would come in for Feguli in the 93rd minute Shinji Kagawa would get a yellow card and here I bring us back briefly to a non-call where uh, Belhanda, who should have gotten his first of two yellow cards and been out of the game when he got the second uh, was not called for a very egregious tackle on the back of Buraki Maz's foot, which they somehow just assumed was a dive and didn't call. Chinjin Kagawa very meekly touched, I don't remember whose foot it was, uh, and got a yellow card. So, right there is a very clear-cut example of poor refereeing that went in Galatasaray's favor, suspiciously. Uh, And already two down, like, come on, man, insult to injury, it's like rubbing salt in the wounds at that point. Uh, 95th minute, Martin Linus, Linus. I don't even know how to pronounce that, comes in for Onyakuru. Perhaps that's the last, that's the real salt in the wounds moment because I don't know if you're aware, but Linus was actually, um, what introduced him into the sort of worldview of Turkish football teams was Besiktas's interest for a couple of years. Oh, yeah, I remember that. For a couple of years, idea. we were looking at him as our guy. Uh, and imagine how nice it would be to have him as the heir apparent for Gokhan Gunil right now, you know? <laughs> so a little bit more like salt in the wounds from Gods remind us of the guy that they stole from us and that I'm not even using despite his actually solid play for them all year. Um, and yeah, that's how it would end. 99 minutes of football in the end. Uh, Galatasaray, victorious. 2-0. So, Khan gave us like 15 to 20 minutes of after the beef footage here. So, um, for the sake of brevity, you know what, before I even ask you for analysis, let me ask you do the stat flash for us, Evron. Stat and in doing it, you know, right. just do the, the 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 you know tabletop stats, the basic ones: shots, shots on target, possession, passes, accuracy. You know, the stuff you'd get off anything. But if yeah. you will, I know you've got some fancy tools at your disposal as well. <laughs> uh, so nerd <laughs> out for ideas, us yeah. on, on stats.
2: So uh, our our basic stats here, courtesy of Fop Mob. Um, that's my source currently, so if it's wrong, don't blame me, blame FopMob. Vishesh uh, overall in the game had 54% possession. I have 55. And uh, they took 13 total shots, while Gala had 16 total shots. Uh, the- Gala created five big chances, while Vishesh only created one, but obviously two of those chances were uh, when we weren't playing. Um, <laughs> accurate passes, Vishesh was at 258 with a 74% pack at pass accuracy. And Gala is 48, passes less at 210, and it's slightly less accurate, 71%. Um, we had three corners compared to their five, and we con- committed a few more fouls, but it was overall, you know, pretty feisty game. 14. Um, another interesting stat is shots inside the box where we had nine, they had four, they had 12 shots inside the box, so they had more. A little more chances in the, side of the box than we did, but obviously two of those were, or three of those shots were from the uh, from the throw-ins. So if you if you subtract those throw-ins, is their edge kind of uh, is diminished? But at least one of. So them. now we'll go to um,
1: one other note that you didn't yeah. mention, and it's probably worth noting is that Josh was awarded six yellow cards. out that to today's two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's fun. So uh, now, now, now that
2: was the nerd flash. Uh, so we're gonna be looking into expected goals, courtesy of a Twitter page I like very much called Eleven tagan Eleven. That is their at and their their name. So uh, let me. Why is okay? So the expected goal total for Galatasaray, which expected goals, in case you never heard of, is a um, it's a statistics where uh, they compiled all this data from previous games and history. Saying, what is the likelihood of a shot from a certain position to go in? So, and they compile every single shot, and then that's your total expected goals based on averages. So on an average day, Gala would have expected to score 1.95 goals, which is basically two, and they did score two. However, of course, the throw-ins are are counted in there. And their biggest chance was Yakuru's first goal when we weren't playing... And their third biggest chance was when we also weren't playing on their actual goal for Fernando. So our expected goals was not very high; it was only 0.94. However, our expected goals was zero entering into the 45th minute.
1: Terrible first. So time we actually time. had a,
2: we actually had a quite decent mm-hmm. second half. It was just we never really had the chance to get going because our the win was taken out of our sails in the the 50th, for, 54th minute, or, or whenever they scored the second goal. Yeah,
1: 54 exactly.
2: But uh according to uh there's another a little another nerdy stat just to uh, see uh, who was our most effective players and it's called the xg chain so for every time you take a shot uh it counts all the passes that happen before it so whoever makes the most passes that contribute to the most chances created if that makes sense Gets a good number. So, for our team, Adam Lajic had the highest XG chain. So, his passes contributed to the most chances created on the team. And in second, which is actually quite surprising, Jermaine Lenz.
1: For you. <laughs> and then
2: it, yeah, you, usually usually his, his key passes are not really, uh, not really up there. But he actually was pretty decent. And then in third was Atiba Hutchinson. So... Uh, yeah, that, that, that's about it for my, my, my nerd my nerd freakout. That's, but, good, uh... that's
1: good stuff. That's <laughs> stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, interesting stats there. I think if we're going to analyze them, the first thing that stands out is that we had led in possession and had more passes completed than them. And that's, uh, you
2: know. I think that was largely in the course, second half.
1: Of but... course, yeah, because that, that first half was terrible. Mm-hmm. I w- I'm very curious to know what the stats would have been at halftime. Especially regarding possession. but yeah, I mean again, right, Be has, has been at their strongest. we've said for a long time when they're playing kind of smarter, shrewder more counter attacking football, and so when you're down, you can't do that, so uh, clearly, this wasn't the mm-hmm. style that we've you know that, that, that we're best at, still though, not a bad second half, I think I can't really remember any distinct chances that
2: Muslera made two big yeah, saves. Yeah, Barack There was the I one Brock
1: shot. I mean, it wasn't...
2: And then one on Lajic. The, the,
1: the shot I mean, was... One good save
2: on Lajic, one could save what on What was Burak. good
1: about the shot was the unexpected nature of it. It kind of went between the guy's legs, but mm-hmm. it was kind of close to Muslera, so he didn't... You don't have to reach much for it.
2: I mean, it went actually went past Muslera. He actually had to reach yeah, back. Yeah, but for but it. like, so if it was a little harder, it definitely would have gone in. Yeah, there. or
1: or a little better place.
2: Didn't have enough mustard yeah, or placement.
1: But yeah, <laughs> uh, but to be fair, it's like between someone's legs, so it's fairly well defended. Yeah, and I think you know that, that. Even if we want to be really mad at the refs, and we can be, we should yes, we be, uh, <laughs> Mr. him is a. Oof, not a good man. Um, Big oof. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, even despite that, we have to say that this was not a good match on the pitch either. Um, and I think, all right, you know what? Before we even talk about why, let's quickly talk about the end game here. Uh, to borrow from Avengers lower language, uh, but the the end result of this, and the one benefit of doing this episode late is that we can actually look at the standings for the whole week, you know. Uh, it's all been played out. Uh, but so yeah, Galatasaray is now in first place. Uh, tied on points with basak here to have the advantage on goals and head to head. Bashitash is now 4 points behind both of them. So they have 63 points. Bashitash has 59 and Trabzon who, uh, was victorious Yesterday, they won four to two against Kaiser sport Probably expected, if we're going to be honest, they were at home. Uh, but so now they're only yeah. three points back on us at 56 points. So they are putting heat on us from behind. We're now four points back on Gladys and Pashakchi here. So, I mean, you've got to say things aren't looking good. Um, yeah uh,
2: i mean if we won obviously uh things would be would be good because we'd only be one point behind first place yeah. but uh at this point the season is not you might hear someone later say the season is over however it is worth noting that gala and Bashakshir has to play each other so someone has to drop points but game.
1: even then that's have that's to how drop it works yeah. on another occasion as yeah. well so if if
2: they do manage to drop points in one of their other two games, which is isn't not the most unreasonable thing, the way Bushuk here is playing
1: today, if we're gonna be honest.
2: Yeah, it is still possible. Even it's still technically possible, probably to win the title, but I would not bet any money on that. But second place is not completely out of the ta- out of the cards as long as you win our remaining three games. Also now fourth place is not out of the cards also as we play Trobzone, yeah. so if Trobzone wins the rest rest of their games they could finish ahead of us and we could get and yeah, well, their
1: match against us becomes that much more important yeah. uh well so let's talk a little bit about what what this weekend means for everyone um i, I like to save this for the end but why today nothing matters anymore um uh, but no, so uh, ZZScore is hosting Gladstone this weekend. And that's actually, you know, these is not, not a bad team. Although I, uh, just given everything, uh, it seems like the refs want Gladstone to be doing well. So I don't even want to hope for anything there. But so yeah, Saturday, uh, for those of us here in on the eastern co- coast of the United States, that's actually a, a 9 a.m. match, which sucks. Uh, but so yeah, May 11th, they're going to be playing against days. Shaksha here is going to be hosting Ankara Guju on Sunday at noon uh, also Ankara Guju is heated, has heated up you know for the second half of the season uh, that is more real I think we could actually anticipate something coming from that one on Sunday at noon here on the east coast of the United States and then Beşiktaş will be hosting Alanyaspor on Monday so we have the Monday match. It uh, doesn't matter to you,
2: again, Evran,
1: you're, you're done with your, your classes now and your exams, yeah. so who cares? Uh, and actually, Monday is a day off for me, too, <laughs> so it's, it's all good. But um, there it is. This is a big weekend. Things can happen. The best-case scenario, obviously, would be Rize and Ankara Guju winning. And Besiktas Weird. being again like, <laughs> oh wow, we're one point back. It's almost as if we beat Barca today. But that's la la land. That's a yeah. fairy tale, and we shouldn't like expect that. Obviously, you <laughs> hope God. for it, yeah. and you put on your like good luck socks or whatever the hell.
2: Barcelona lost four zeros, so you know. Right. Like, <laughs> you have crazy that's right. things that have happened.
1: Anything can happen, uh, and literally anything. If 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 Barcelona can be that out fast, maybe if your can as well um yeah
2: maybe maybe Barca will lose 4 yeah, right. zero so.
1: you know probably <laughs> like, i in in a, like in a vacuum i think you'd probably put more money on Barca losing to Augsburg 4 nothing than Barca losing to Liverpool so you know what who knows right the the best case scenario is still a possibility it's not it's certainly not an impossibility but again you know i say that with a sigh because yeah, well, we can't do anything. All we can do is try to beat Alania for yeah. as best we can. Alania sport of course, is coached by Ser Sergei Nelson, a, 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 a club favorite uh, who might be hungry to prove that he he could be our the successor as our coach. So <laughs> that's dangerous. Um, but yeah, man, that's a big match on Monday, 1 p.m. So here on the eastern coast of the United States, Tech will host Alania score monday may 13th at 1 p.m which means i believe 6 p.m for khan and wherever he is in europe and i think 7 p.m in istanbul so uh for those of you following from turkey might be 8 8 pm yeah
2: yeah i think it's seven hours for turkey
1: yeah that makes sense i've lost track man the whole daylight savings (laughs) thing (laughs) yeah khan's usually the one who uh (laughs) It gives us some things. reality on that. <laughs> I, I just know that here in New York, we're going to be watching at one p.m. So that's actually not a bad time. Uh, you can, I don't know, you take your lunch break for those of you who are going to be working on that Monday, a little late, and then uh, see as much of the game as you can. I've been in that boat before. Uh, but anyway, so let's let's get let's steer this ship back on course here, Everyone, Let's talk a little bit about this match now. Before we talk about individual players, thematically, what can we say about this match in analyzing it?
2: Um, well, I think Bichlash came out with an interesting approach that we haven't really seen where it was uh, really more of like a low block, which uh, it was a back four and then three midfielders in front and they were all high. Have you seen
1: that before this season? (laughs)
2: I'm not sure, you know. Maybe my memories—it's not always the greatest—at uh, this point. But I don't really remember seeing Bishops play like this too often. Even against Bayern, we never did that against the bigger teams. But we had three more energetic midfielders that were holding position, and then when the the time came, you would see them try to press either Nejib or Dorukan, and then even Lens. Although he's on the wing, he's an energetic player. So it was—they're trying to pick their moments. And there was a couple times where we got a bit unlucky. There was one time Atiba won the ball. Off the last man, which was Fernando, in the box, but he fell as he's running the ball, and yeah, then as he tried to stand right. up, was got on the ball. Another time, Nejip went in for a tackle, studs up, so the referee called it a foul, but he very clearly won the ball, so that was controversial. But he wanted deep in their third, and we went, to, we went, went off on the attack. So there was like yeah, there was a couple times where our defense that was actually looking pretty decent, and we were winning the ball off like strategic presses. And then Gala started to get more of like an edge on the game. They got a counterattack, which got congested enough to stop Onyekuru from getting a shot off. But it still rebounded off Onyekuru and Karius still had to make the save. So that was their biggest chance, according to the XG plot. Um, and then they had another half chance where Onyokuru cut in, but his shot was right at Karius. So it wasn't really anything crazy. So I think if we made it to halftime at 0-0, which we really should have because they scored while we weren't playing... <laughs> it's a different game. However, I think we, we still made a – it's hard to say you made a mistake because I think it's – I understand it looking back, it's a complete mistake to play, Nejip, But I can see there were portions early on where it was working.
1: All right. Now, this is – I got to step in here because I, I I totally hated it. Uh, from the outside. But we created
2: zero chances also in the first half. But,
1: <laughs> um, But I mean, no. I mean, even before we, the whistle was blown. When I saw the starting lineup, I was, in, I was furious. And for me, sorry, we hear the FDNY. So you, you tourists come to New York and buy their hats. But I'll tell you, <laughs> they're not a podcaster's friend. Um, anyway. I'm kidding, obviously. Shouts to FDNY. Thanks for saving people's lives or whatever. But anyway, um, if anyone's out there listening in the FDNY. But uh, back to the match here for a second. I really, uh, I, I thought the starting lineup was, was a tragedy in so far as what it signaled as far as the club's intent. And from a strategic position, it's not such a tragedy it's like fine you're trying to contain them and it was a, it was you know, a try to regional, spring on the counter um but from formation. a but from a morale <laughs> perspective from from a psychological perspective the mentality of the players i feel like you're not it's so much more powerful to say guys keep doing what you've been doing you know like you've been so hot you've been playing with such vigor i the it's like stay in your position where you've been so effective like historically effective. I can't remember the numbers, but it's only like seven goals and ten assists or something in the second half of the season. Um, do that. Stay, don't go to the wing. This week, I even said, like, and I love Shinji Kagawa and I want him to stay and I think he needs to play so that... Because I don't know. Another side note is he... Uh, he's frustrated. He's now vented frustration in his interview post-match this week, which we'll talk about maybe later um, in our Shinji Watch hashtag. But... Um, yeah, even despite my being a fan of Shinji Kagawa, I I said, but today we don't tinker, right? We don't want to mess around. Adem Ljajic has been so effective in that little in that little where am I going with this in that <laughs> number ten slot that you know we can't afford to to play around there. Uh, and so again, as a Kagawa fan, I'm saying that. And so to see him moved out of that slot so that we could fit in a third defensive midfielder again for the first time this season it's insane to me because like it's not just if it ain't broke don't fix it like you're breaking it you're (laughs) breaking it because you're (laughs) you're taking something that's operating in one way and you're trying to do something entirely different and it's fine like conceptually if you're going to make a few moves but you're literally shifting the entire structure of the team and the mentality of the team and that's that's honestly asking for a lot more than it is for them to kind of keep playing at the intensity, even though they're playing against a higher quality team than they've been, you know, against Ankara Guji or whatever. So for me, I thought it was very dispiriting as a fan. And, and I imagine for some of the, the more emotional players too, perhaps, you know, the guys who would react to this kind of thing to say like, no, we're pump the brakes on this whole thing, you know, as well as you've been playing, it's not going to work. We're not going to be able to, to, to achieve what we've been doing against the a side of this quality and who like this Galatasaray side, this season's Galatasaray we're going to say are such an immensely talented squad that we're going to play more defensively than Park we did bus, against so Bayern yeah. Munich against Bayern Munich <laughs> uh, last, you know, last year's Bayern Munich, not this year's crap side, like uh, legitimately good. I mean, I, yeah, that, that honestly for me was, was disgraceful. Um, and I said I don't want to bag on Shen Ogunesh a lot. So I'm I'm gonna kinda of leave it there. I'm not gonna give him the low light or anything like that. I, I'd like to focus <laughs> on players. Uh and Con and I you, you, Khan and I've been doing that a lot. Um but I will say one last thing about this. Danny Pierce, if you're out there, ha ha <laughs> ha, this week. <laughs> if, if there was any silver lining, it's that. You can't talk shit this week, sir, <laughs> because Channel Ganesh failed us one last time, and this time it might have been the death blow on the season. And as Don't nice as it, it was, there's
2: still there's still possible more failures. So let's, let's not say one yeah, last. Yeah, sure
1: enough, sure enough. And and, and hey, like I've been, we've been talking so much crap that maybe that's we need to go back to talking crap so that you can start playing <laughs> well again. Uh, maybe that's what it is. We got two, we, we we got three games romantic now. romantic about this whole thing. Uh, no, but. For me, that, that needed to be said. That, that uh, Chanel Ganesh had, for me, probably as much blame as the referee in this loss. I mean, not <laughs> quite as much. Maybe 60-40. Uh, but you can't come out like that. You can't come out taking the wind out of your own team's sails. Like let, the, let nature decide that. Let the wind decide what it wants to do with your sails. Don't, don't take your sails down on your own before you even give the guys a chance to come out and do what they've been doing. And... and Again, like, we were playing... I don't, this, I don't,
2: I don't completely agree, if I'm going to be honest, but... It, it? It,
1: you're, you're allowed to disagree. <laughs> but I really feel like when you're playing historically well and you have guys individually playing historically well, you don't, you don't tinker with... The, at, at least you don't tinker with those guys. You know, fine, like, try another left back, right? <laughs> like, because nothing's really been going that well with Jen back there or whatever. <laughs> but, like, the, the number 10... Right, Adem Ljajic. That's he's been the the man all year. And if you're gonna take him out, fine. Then then give Kagawa his his shining moment because don't forget, right? He scored those three goals in two minutes, right in his first appearance, yeah. whatever that was. He has that magic in him. So if you're gonna do something, do something inspired. Look at Jurgen Klopp today against uh, against uh, Barcelona. Right? He said Shit. it like if you're gonna go yeah, out. But, dude, if you think about it, it's the same situation, right? He's coming Coutinho, in. We were
2: coming in at Coutinho a disadvantage. If finish the ball, it would be a different story, that game. I mean, I don't think it's a fair comparison.
1: No, but this is, but this is the comparison I'm trying to make there, Evron, in that it's, it's, it's do or die, right? We're coming in, into this match at a disadvantage. We're the ones four points back. We're the ones who need to win at all costs. So at, in the same way that Jurgen Klopp came into this match saying – we're gonna. If we lose, it's gonna be an entertaining as hell way to lose. But we're we're not gonna. You know, we're gonna go all in. We're gonna try to play as. And we're not gonna be uh, scared. We're not gonna kind of try to play tactically and on the counter or anything like that. We're gonna go all in and put everything. Like that's kind of the mentality we needed in coming into this match because it really was in the same way that they're three goals back in the last leg. That's kind of where we are in that we needed a win. We could, even a draw would probably not have done it for us so i don't know i think that i think that we could have had that same not necessarily desperation but the same desperation to just like put to to, to maintain the energy the positive traits of our football that we've cultivated in this historic winning streak so again that for me that was a big strike against jenna But sorry go ahead everyone
2: all right so um you know uh I'm a big idealist, and uh, I think that, you know, you should always play. And, you know, if I'm the coach, I'm probably throwing out Quaresma out there, and I'm throwing out all attacking players, playing, you know, back three, all guns blazing. However, um, this team has not been good this year. Even when we were winning, as I said last the previous episode, that this, just because we're winning doesn't mean we're playing well. It's just the ball's going in the net more than it was. Well, and that's why was. I was—I was—,
1: I, I was- careful in, in saying the components that have done well in this run have been individuals right like not the team but so it's like the individuals that it really pisses me off that you're tinkering with you know at the end of the day uh, but anyway like even dorkan right like he's played so well in that sort of uh faux defensive midfielder like kind of deep lying role or not deep box to box, 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 box sorry to uh, <laughs> um that you know, like why tinker with that? And and fine, like maybe we were kind of playing him that role anyway, But so then you get the three guys in the back line, and yeah, you know, like I I.
2: All right. Well, um, as as I, as I was uh that's what I was saying, <laughs> let me get my train of thought back. Um, I think ideally, I always want us to attack. But if we get into halftime zero zero, which we probably should have. I'm assuming maybe he, whatever he does for 10, 15, because he's not gonna make subs at halftime. He puts on Quaresma, he puts on Kagawa. If the game is there, because Quaresma comes down at 2-0, which I think is very important. Quaresma is not always the player to come on when it's 2-0. If it's, if we're at 0-0 and you sub on Quaresma, maybe he doesn't play well, I can't guarantee, but you, you could see when he came in, he had energy. And I think if it's 0-0 and the whole team had energy and then you sub in Kagawa, that was the plan. And it, it kind of worked in a roundabout way. If you just if you ignore the goals, we were compact in the first half, and then he tried to come out in the second half and play, sort of like a Mourinho esque thing. Which I would never, I would not say it's like a touch thing, you know, as our culture. But in if you remember previous derbies with Billich or with whoever, we always came out, we tried to play, and then we would lose on some on some stupidity. So this time we were like, let's let's be that let's be the smart guys this time. Let's pick our moments and then try to exploit the last 30, 40 minutes, whatever it is, with our more talented players. And then somehow, I don't think you can blame Shano Ganesh for conceding off throw-ins. That's, that's not him. That, that's the players on the field. That's, obviously, it's the ref, but it's also the players on the field because they're used to the referees not being incompetent. At my level, I'm used to the referees being incompetent. So that would never happen as so you, oh, the referee's just an idiot. But here they for some even the second time they expected the referee to be smart. Yeah, right. Fool me once, play. shame
1: on you. Fool me twice. Yeah. Well I I, I,
2: I can't look, give him all the blame here. I cannot give him all the blame here. He was unlucky on, on, I, on a few occasions.
1: I really don't think you can say though that Golethis today didn't deserve to win this match.
0: I, think, I really don't I, think
1: you can I, say that. No matter, no matter how um, unlucky we were, zero zero
2: into the 0-0 into the second half, I... But
1: it, we didn't deserve to be going into and then, the match 0-0, despite, like, it, yes, the goal was unjust, but, like, we were lucky that they didn't score on uh, of, at least the one big chance in and of itself. Um, but you know, their and, only and, two
2: huge chances were off the throw-ins. They only had, they really only created one one chance before other than those two thrones that was worth a goal everything else was equal to what we were creating
1: yes maybe a little bit better a they were the better. better side right you can definitely say that they were more confident they were playing their game you know they they were pressing in our side of the box more certainly in the first half um i i think you're being way too charitable as far as like tactics go. Cause it's one thing to say like, yes, like the guys will, will play these guys and they will play in this way. But is it really, can you really say it's, it's a, it's, you're in if any a t- way. If Atiba like, scores
2: in the ninth minute, what happens to the game? Okay, but no, but my if point we don't is, concede in the 42nd, what happens to the game? There was a lot of uncontrollable things that went
1: out the window. are but your whole point that you're making is that he's adding stability to the back line. How, in, in, in what universe is adding Nejip Uysal into any squad? A, a move towards stability for he, me he like covers if you, but more. he covers deep but he's also would probably played,
2: but he's hurt in that position so instead he goes for the next defensive midfielder because there is no other defensive midfielder.
1: Nedjip could have gotten a yellow card in the first five minutes of this match do you do you remember that foul? He
2: could have gotten four yellow cards this whole in the game. I mean, my point so is that like I don't if, half, if
1: you don't have the personnel to play a certain way I don't think that means you don't just go for it anyway because you happen to have another defensive midfielder. He's not the man to add stability to any team ever. That's just never going to be what he can do for a side. He's not a reliable player. He's a hothead. He's sort of physically something's wrong with him. Like he can't, you know, (laughs) know. he he should his hand-eye coordination seems to have some issues. Whatever it is, like, the the problem I, I have is that The logic of playing that Mourinho-style formation or tactic or whatever makes sense in a vacuum. But I don't think it makes sense with the personnel at hand, honestly. I I don't think Atiba, Dorkhan, and Nejip... I mean, none of those guys among them can... I mean, I guess Atiba can hold the ball fairly well, but he needs support and he had no one... up. There was this huge gap... Between the midfielder and the midfielders and the wings and forwards, because nobody was tracking back. Or, or, I mean, again, but nobody was playing in that central midfielder role of trying to connect, uh, or in the number ten role for that matter. So I, I don't know. If you don't have the personnel, I don't think, I don't think it's sound policy to just go for something in a vacuum tactically. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It obviously didn't
2: work, but for me watching the game early on, there were moments when it was working.
1: I mean, dude, but but in the first—that is all I'm gonna say. The beginning of the match, when we were the most overwhelmed by them, though, at the same time.
2: Not really. It was only until the 30th minute. They didn't really create any chances before that. I mean, they had that Diagne um, offside goal. Things going on like that, but it wasn't yeah, like, crazy.
1: That's that's a thing. That's certainly where he swung and missed. And plus the Kuru thing. Uh you know, this, I mean dude, I you've gotta give their XG was
2: point is like zero one before the thirtieth minute. Ours was zero, but you know, point zero
1: one still not you know, yeah Yeah, I I, I mean Again, but that's a statistic that's weighing on the statistical odds of a certain position resulting in a goal. It doesn't mean they weren't dominant, though, and they weren't on they, the ball. They, they, were, they were getting
2: towards the box, but they weren't getting shots off. They weren't.
1: Yeah, but that's like, in a sense, like that was the sort of scary part. It's like they're circling your defense, you know, and they seem to be getting into positions and playing with the conference where it really felt like, not, again, you can never say the goal is coming because it's a derby and – you hope it's not, and anything can happen. But certainly, like if if a goal was coming to either side, it was definitely more likely coming to theirs. Uh, and they, in the build up to the first goal, was when we'd started to reassert. That's when Miran gave match.
2: the ball away, right? Well, and no, so no, no, no. that was like a minute or two before, and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I think. <sighs> In the first twenty minutes of the match, I remember thinking this is not going to go well. And I, in the group chat, I was like, "They're going to score. This is terrible." And then it seemed like we'd maybe settled into the match, which made their unjust goal all the more. And I mean, this is the other problem with saying this side was better than that side or whatever, and sort of prognosticating or sort of guessing things around bad decisions, because the ref, again, like I think we were getting our finding our way back into the match, and that tactic, as you were saying was actually starting to, you know, we were finding, uh, we were starting to connect the, the people up front with the midfield a little bit more uh, efficiently. But then that very unjust goal unsettled the team again. Um, I think Galatasaray looked like almost scoring immediately after, after their first goal again. Is that right? Do you remember?
2: Um, uh, they didn't, well, I mean, after the first goal? No, that was their only chance for the half like well, not like a it chance.
1: wasn't a big chance but like for the second and we were goal they clumsy. almost scored
2: again but
1: as, as I recall I mean, yeah I mean it wasn't a clear cut chance but they kind of kept you know their head was still in the game after they scored and we were still I think very much in disarray and I remember thinking oh crap we, we, we're we out of this game now because I think it's one of those mental things where we feel like we've been un, you know unjustly treated and, and now we're, we're playing against the referee as much as we are the other team and um, so, uh, yeah, that goal was really poorly timed. And the second one, maybe even more so, because the second half we really yeah. started to assert ourselves and then that goal clearly killed everything. So the timing of those things and, of course, the precariousness of the goals themselves is uh, terrible. But I'm, I, I, I'm just going to say I, I do think, you know, if I'm trying to be rational and talking to a Gladstone fan, I, I, they earned the game. They deserved the win. I really think. I didn't, like the ref, the ref was terrible. <laughs> they did I thought they were the better side. I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that. Honestly, like, your, your, even your advanced stats tell that story. <laughs> you they, know? they tell that story,
2: but if you subtract the goals where they walk through the team because we weren't playing, their expected goals was less, was like almost the same as ours. It was slightly more, which doesn't really mean much. That gives you an extra two or 3% chance. But just Including their, their, when they waltz through the team, then yeah, they they deserve the game. If you but, if you uh, think yeah, when nowadays. they waltz through the team, that is legitimate.
1: But we're not a team that's like, it. we're not a scrappy team this year. Like the strength that we've had lately has been in the kind of like individual talent we have and the kind of uh, emotional like the desire to win at the end, especially on the part of certain players, and so. I don't think we're the type of team that's gonna like get in the trenches and like fight out a 1-0 win against a rival this year, honestly. All I'm gonna
2: say, in the first 20 minutes, the, the two positions is Atiba when he wins the ball in the box and he, and he can't get it, and then Lenz's yellow card. Because Lenz was running beyond the center back and he was going into space and then Marcao blocked him off and then Lenz got a yellow card. In that scenario, if let's say Lenz is not blocked off, he's in space or it's a yellow card for Marcao. But of course, Lenz gets the yellow card, nothing else happens. There was, there was a couple moments where things could have gone our way.
1: I mean, look, look, Belhanda could have gotten the first yellow card and then been out of the yeah, game. Yeah, for whatever reason, whatever. it didn't go our way. There was a time when,
2: I think before their, their first goal when Khan was actually gonna run around Marcao on the, on, near the end line. And Marcao stuck his calf into his waist and then the referee said, no foul. There was, just, there was, a, there was a couple moments before that bizarre throwing, that things weren't really going our way and if we just made it to halftime and regrouped like we did even though it was 1-0 we regroup at 0-0 and then that second throwing goal doesn't happen i do not see the game going the same way where we just we just there's nothing going on because the players lost their belief it is it is hard to play i can tell you when you when you're playing in a game and it feels like the referee is just being awful Uh doesn't want you to win it is not easier to play it's hard and it's a high pressure situation away from home the players were clearly nervous because Lajic was slipping around he was falling in the first half I've never seen him play like that they needed to get to the halftime was like kind of like Liverpool today where they got their 1-0 us would have been 0-0 same thing and then they regrouped and they scored boom 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 because that first half Liverpool should have conceded four should have been 4-1 Barcelona in that first half they made it to halftime they scored three more if we make it at 0 which we should have, there's a strong chance, maybe we still lose the game. I don't know, I, I'm not a fortune teller.
1: Look, the only place we disagree is, I would just disagree that we should have made it to the half at 0 Cause like, in the same way that we should, you know, the ref should have made a call or something, like Belhonda should have gotten a card. Like the reality is that it didn't happen that way. And if you just look at the play of the two sides, I still really think let's well, say, it was other, than, other than the goal they scored, they had one chance. Uh, but I'm just talking about the general flow of the game and the way they were playing versus the way we were playing. We were playing like a scared, like a deer in headlights for, for much Chelsea of that. Won the, Chelsea won the Champions League not playing at all. Yeah, but you're talking <laughs> about exceptions. These are <laughs> anecdotal. Eating, you're easy. making anecdotal exceptions to the rule, right? But like the general, right, that's like one team in the history of football, whereas like 95% of them are playing well and win Champions League <laughs> like uh, at the end of the day you, you can't hope to be that exception that like scrapes through despite not deserving to win a match like we should have we didn't come into the match playing with, with the right type I, we didn't come in with the right mentality uh, and we, we even if in a, you know if it was okay on paper like we clearly didn't play well in the first half um,
2: the issue this year is the same as last year is that we were not consistent enough this season. So we put all our eggs in the la- in the last basket and we needed a good performance. And we got unlucky, pretty unlucky. And we had, there was too much pressure on one game. And there was seasons, I think, what was it, 2000 when Mustafa Denizhi won the title. Well, we lost derbies, but we played well in the other games, so it didn't matter. This season, we played awful in the first half of the season same thing as last year and then it comes to that gala game in the, the turk telecom arena and we had to win the ball doesn't fall way, and we and we lose so for a singular game we were unlucky
1: i would rather lose the derbies the way we did with Slavin and Bilic than we than the way we did this last weekend in that with billets you felt like we were going out there and playing our way and giving it our all but we never like, won usually, usually ever. there was like r- ever. always ref. Do you remember the match where he was crying because of the ref? I don't
2: remember. I just remember when Demba Ba got NFL tackled.
1: I mean, I think with uh, a foreign coach, refs tend to be even more difficult um, because they know they can get less of a fight, maybe, uh, through lack of communication or whatever. But, uh, We've we've perennially um, been screwed over in derbies, and you you've always got to factor in the odds that that's gonna happen. You know, like
2: of the coaches we watched, who's won the most derbies in the past whatever years? Bilic wasn't winning derbies.
1: I'm older than you. man. Um, so I, I, I all above above won Luchescu. the one derby.
2: I don't know, I remember Luchesca so long ago. I'm but old, we we I'm got saying. used um, w- w- during when we had that uh, the, the 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 Super League playoffs. We lost almost every single game. Those were all derbies with Carvajal with Typho. We we generally lost. Or tied every single derby. I'm going to play. The, I'm going to play the Khan,
1: Khan's advocate and say that Chen Ganesh didn't win the derby. There it was Mario Gomez.
2: <laughs> okay, Mario Gomez. But we won the the first Gala game this season. We blew the two Fanerabachi games. But
1: which dude? All in all, we did not just blow the Faner game. These <laughs> okay. were that's historic. <laughs> like this Historic, is the worst finair side baby. in not just my <laughs> lifetime but probably anyone we knows lifetime right i mean yeah. and for for the rest of our lives right like, i don't think we'll ever see a finair side this bad and a match blown especially that second one But uh, although the like, channel
2: has a has a decent track record in the derbies not as good as we would like but it is decent but here's and-
1: evron you're also you're in viewing Chenol Gunesh, you're you're not looking at the big picture, right? He inherited so much more than any coach in your lifetime. You know, as a as a sentient adult, uh, viewing Besiktas, <laughs> right? Like you've of all the coaches you've seen, like you've pretty much seen the foundation come into effect, and then Chenol Gunesh come in with again, like in your lifetime, unarguably the the most talented Besiktas sides. Probably in the history of Besiktas, honestly. Like, player by player on paper. Because I remember even, like, at the beginning of this – like, at the end of last season, the beginning of this season, we were looking at the guys on paper, and, like, we were probably the best team in Turkey. Um, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, you can't not well, – well, well, we, well, we like, used to have like, the, the like, Portuguese, like, uh, Portuguese gang. We had the best right? team on Phil paper, Jackson too. Phil Jackson always had Michael Jordan – Scottie Pippen, Kobe Bryant. So, so it's, it's very hard to say he's definitely the best coach ever because he's never coached a team that wasn't super talented. In the same way that like, when you look at Cheno Gunesh relative, and not in the history of football or even Turkish football, but specifically relative to the other coaches who you're talking about in the last, I don't know, 10 years of Besiktas' history, Şenol Gunesh very clearly inherited the most talented Besiktas side among that group. You can't argue that
2: all i'm gonna say is that team i think it was what well, typhoon or carlos when you th- used to have quaresma in his prime you have yeah you're talking Sh- about the C- same who's well, still at a decent age but you know what that you is. You have manuel fernandez in his prime we played awful
1: but can you imagine like perhaps we played awful but any any team
2: we don't have anyone like that right now. That's a twenty-six-year-old big na- maybe Lijec maybe. Hey, hey, you're but talking Lyage about. Is not
1: this- come on, with the Gomez era and everything. I mean, dude, and you're not, you're not thinking because even then, like, the, the the top four guys on the team were like, you know, very good players, but the rest, like the other, you know, six, seven guys, were not, <laughs> We're not of the we quality of this spoke. group. Even we this still group. had some good players, and we
2: were, we were awful. We we're in
1: fourth place. Kurtulish our defense or our central defenders were a mess <laughs> come on man like it's it's apples Cibok and oranges Sivok was a summit. mess
2: Ernst had never Ernst. had Paresma, never Kuti, never Shimal
1: Sivok never Fernandez. had a partner those are those are fantastic plays Sivok never had a partner and and we saw and Sivok was we always sucked. prone to like 5 to 10 minute brain farts where he would literally like just forget where he was you know and like they could I, there would be these moments where in 10 minutes they'd score two goals or three goals, and that was always on sheBos what? To be fair, he's probably one of my three favorite central defenders of all time. but also he never was given a proper partner alongside him. He always had the glass Man Zan or crazy Totortaman or whatever, like you know what I'm saying? Like he never he I... never got the, the even like Doma Vida has been given more respect as far as like partners. I would say, honestly, like, I'm. look, I'm not saying Shinobi Nash is not someone who deserves a lot of respect among the Vestash fan base, he's won two titles, but like, I also think we can't not see the things he's doing wrong when he's doing them, and like, these last two seasons have been more bad than good from him. All I'm gonna say is back to what I was saying, historically,
2: even when you're saying that Bishop's team wasn't good if, if, if you me read to you the Gallup team we lost to 2-0. Engin Baytar, Nejati Atesh, Albert Riera in midfield um Hakan Balto that's not that's not a great team hey but Hakan Balto was on, a historic player they subbed on they subbed on Aydin Yilmaz. Gul Salam and Sabi Sadio. Yo, Sayo. you're picking
1: out the worst you, guys. <laughs> but those guys all played. We. Yo, but you could pick like, out the we worst still, guys. We on were our still 11. better. Pick out the worst guys, and
2: we, guys we our lost 11. 2-0.
1: <laughs> no, look, Where I'm not saying. Was Rushtun, I'm not going to say Carlos Carvalho, Gilbert,
2: Toraman, Sivo. Look, look, that, that's not a bad team. We were better than them, and we still but, lost. But that's, Evran, that's how it's always been. Evran. We were better, and we lose. But you're
1: also you're doing the anecdotal thing again. I'm not saying Carlos <laughs> Carvalho was a better coach than Shane Ganesh. I'm just saying Shane Ganesh is fallible. He's made enough mistakes in these last two seasons that honestly, like, he's he's put shade on his own legacy by how he's managed. Not in
2: the Derby games though, not in the Derby games. He uh, put shade on his own legacy, mostly just because we lose that, to Custom 4-1
1: yeah, yeah, that's true. Those a terrible at home, first half, let's, let's not give him a pass. Et cetera, et cetera. Let's not that, that three-goal second half against Fenerbahce this year. You can't give him a pass. You can't give him a pass on, on the – as much as, like, the good results, you want to pat him on the back, you've also got to recognize the bad ones. And some of them have been historically bad. I was that was the, bad that was the worst derby, like, result, I think, in, in our lives. Yeah, but – we're
2: saying a three-three result is worse than when we lost three-zero
1: against a relegation-bound Finair that's like in complete disarray and chaos.
2: I heard a lot, <laughs> but I mean it, it, it's still not as bad as when you're getting, when you're getting
1: smoked. That's I mean, yeah, obviously, in fact, the loss here against Gladstone is worse because the the stakes are higher and the and the you know the results are, are worse for, for where it leaves us. But dude, I mean, look. Chanel Ganesh is gone anyway, right? This is it. He's got two more matches. Um, his legacy is going to be intact insofar as he's won two titles for us. But, like, I don't want it to – because, like, I'm not saying he's an asterisk in the history books or anything. But it does need to be said that he was positioned much better than any other coach Barring maybe Carlos Carvalho, and I'm still not going to make that argument honestly, because like that, you just you know very well. It's like last season on paper we had the most talented team in Turkey, but like on paper that that's talking about guys like Ryan Babel and um, you know even Anderson, even Anderson who's like a (laughs) phenomenal player, but like maybe not the best team player, right? Um, So you know those guys were exceptional. Almeida, Simao. Quaresma... Um,
2: I wouldn't call I made it exceptional, but...
1: <laughs> whatever. I mean, for, for, for where we were at the time and for what it represented. But, uh, you know, again, like you can't just say plugging guys in is going to always result in something positive anyway. Especially immediately, you know? And, and that's the thing about Turkey, too, is you very rarely have the opportunity to see if something can work long-term and if, if guys can settle into positions or whatever. Because if, if you have terrible... Even half a season... Uh, you you're probably out of here (laughs) as a coach as a player you know whatever so um, yeah I don't know you know I for me that's a a weird team to even be thinking about the Carvalho one but it just needs to be noted Shinoganesh has been given talent to do things to do the things that he's done and probably he's been given the talent to do more than he's done if we're gonna be real Um, so you you, keep, you can't give him a pass. And this is one of those I'm matches. not giving
2: it a pass. I'm giving a pass on this game. I not wouldn't. the whole season was this particular game. Ah. So I don't think we did not lose the season in this game. This season, this game was not was not his fault. That is all I'm gonna say. The games that where we where we lost where we almost got knocked out by Linz, we were whatever, we lost this we lost like what, three, four home games this year, or two home games, which we shouldn't be losing any home games. Things like that, we're tying the room. Things like that. Yeah, you can say it's his fault, but this one game, dude. I don't I th- think it's fair that it was his his issue.
1: I think you're giving too much credit to the idea of the tactic he put in, and not enough thought to the a this team's ability to implement that idea, and b what we saw. You know, like. Even if in some vacuum things. they could That's be a- <laughs> even if in some vacuum they could be capable of playing that way. Um, it's weird to make it happen. You know, like if if they had a couple games where they were trying it out, you know, like this is the first time he was going for it. So it's asking a lot. It's taking a huge risk and like a negative risk because you're taking a he's huge risk this to before. play he's negative done this before.
2: maybe you haven't noticed as much because he did still did an attacking tactic where he's done something completely new and it's worked but but
1: here Sometimes he's you're doing worked, he's you're, you're innovating towards negative football towards anti football so it's not like wow what an exciting <laughs> you know what an exciting inspiration this is it's like doesn't oh really make God. a difference though you're you
2: if you make an exciting change or a non-exciting change it's still a change
1: well just again i mean and for me given, not geared, given who, geared who we've to, been to play coming this into this season. match but you know given the momentum we had coming to this match i think You'd want to psychologically give them that edge of being like get out there and like keep this keep that of course run Of you want of to play energy. but
2: we have not played this whole year even when we were winning we were not playing we were scoring not playing So is it reasonable to expect that now we're gonna be able
1: to play? But like I said or like you've said individuals have been playing so it makes zero sense to take those individuals away from the roles where they've been playing well At least You can agree there. (laughs) Whatever. Alright, let's let's, it's fine. (laughs) We can agree to disagree. But so for you then, who's the highlight? Who's your man of the match?
2: Man of the match. Um it's really hard to give it to anybody if we're gonna be honest. Um uh I think Lenz was was better than usual, but I can't say he was good at all. He was just he was just better. Uh (laughs) <laughs> this is one of the hardest questions I've ever been asked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who was good? Um, I, I can't say Teebo because honestly on the throw-ins he was definitely a fault because he was one of the, the guys walking and yelling at the ref. Yeah. So if, if he fouled someone right away and then yelled at the ref let's say because he had a chance to do that. Um.
1: Yeah.
2: I feel like Gekon was probably playing the best but then he got hurt. Yeah. So I can't That's really. fair. I guess I guess that'd be my highlight. A very very low highlight.
1: I'm gonna go with Carius. I think uh, the saves he made. There were three good saves. One really good save. Um, maybe two actually, because in the second half he had that diving save too on the low shot. Uh, and and both of them kept us in the match at the very least, right? If we go down another goal. It's, there's really nothing yeah. to even play for. Um, and like neither goal you could really put on him at all, I don't think. So, in fact, on the second one, he even saved the first shot. Uh, and then, sadly, not the second. But, you know, you can only do so much. So, I, I guess I'd give it to Carius again. But, like, yeah, who cares, man? <laughs> who cares about the highlights? <laughs> yes. Uh, what about the low light, man?
2: Low light, um, I mean, there's there's only like a, there's a few main candidates, uh, namely on that left side of the field. Uh, maybe Nedjip or uh, John Eyre would probably be uh, the two guys competing um, mm. for low light. Uh, I'm not going to give Nedjip because I don't think it's his fault that he's a bad player.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, at this point, <laughs> it's
2: the fool who puts um, him I'm going to give baby. it to John Eyre just because... Um, Especially after that second goal, he just kind of looked a little lazy, and it's kind of hard to say he was awful. But there was a reason he was subbed off, uh, one of the first ones subbed off, if not if you're not the first one. So,
1: for sure, yeah. And I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna give it to Doricon. Um Actually, I think Dorakon really underwhelmed me in that match um, because he, compl-
2: he had six accurate passes the whole game, which is a little. Uh...
1: That's not good, right? And and yeah. if anyone was gonna be, um, I, you know, for me uh, making a, a bad idea work <laughs> uh, tactically, it was gonna be him because he was in the position where he could actually link, you know, the two phases of the team, and he was not of a mind to do that, and he was sort kind of clumsy. I, I I will say this: um, he's young. This is the biggest match of his career that was so far probably right, right? this is his first season with Besiktas, and this was the most certainly the most yeah. momentous uh game of this season barring maybe one of those um europa league matches but we were such no. heavy favorites <laughs> you know we were such yeah, heavy we're playing favorites Momo against those games you know? so, sure yeah exactly uh and he knows what, what it yeah. means for for Besiktas yeah. to play today in a decisive derby so you know at least um, the concept of it so um, this was his first real test and that goes for guys like Liayich and yeah I guess even Kagawa although obviously he's played in huge matches in his career um, you know I mean I, I hate to give it to that guy given that context but <clears throat> he really was poor and he he of all people could have been the one to sort of salvage this thing tactically by linking those two phases of the offense or of the midfield and the offense, the attack. But uh, it was lacking. And, and you know, I, for some reason, that was the role he was given. He was put in the number 10 slot. So uh, he, he we needed more <laughs> of him. We definitely needed more of him there. Uh, he had one attempt at goal that was blocked by a defender on a long shot from outside that I think he could have maybe tried to pass it. Because we had some momentum there. I mean, all around was just slappy. Um, yeah, man. I, what else is there to say about this match? <laughs>
2: not, not a lot. I think, we, I think we've, we've talked more than we expected, but For this sure. is not good. <laughs> Do better next time, please.
1: <laughs> yeah, that we definitely say. Uh,
2: this is no longer in our own hands. We have nothing in our own hands. We're just, the uh, only thing we have in our own hands is third place so everything else we, we need a favor so
1: yeah, yeah. And so again everyone stay tuned Monday 1pm May 13th Tash is hosting Alanias 4 every game is still big in theory at, at the very least to make sure we cling on to that third spot and don't have any trouble with the Europa League because like these yeah. days we don't even know if we can get to the Europa League qualifiers <laughs> I guess yeah. but, um, I'd
2: rather not play that second round but I think, or whatever,
1: but it, <laughs> it's it's honestly it's a little bit dark, pessimistic even to to say we're out of the running for that second position, given yeah uh, we're, still, we're well
2: because it's it's only one mis- if one team is they have to draw points someone has to draw points against each other, and if they make a mistake in one of the two games, it's it's feasible, exactly. but it's, it's not it's not something I would uh as I said before bet the house on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't do that. Um, But, you know, definitely still something to play for. Still uh, every reason to hope we score lots of goals for the goal differential and all that kind of thing. So stay tuned. Um, Last thing, hashtag Shinji Watch. So Shinji Kagawa played in this match, but not a whole lot. He got about 23 minutes at the end, uh, he was given an unjust yellow card by the standard of this match, at the very least, uh, since Belhanda didn't get anything. Uh, but anyway, um, do you, what? What do you think about his play in this match?
2: He wasn't bad, but I there wasn't really enough enough that he, he could have done. Just the way, like when he when he came in, the game was kind of already over. Um, he had a couple nice passes. nothing really to say bad about it, nothing to really... It's it's what you expect is Kagawa, you know. Is he not going to have good passes? (laughs) But uh, he didn't really, you know, he didn't didn't change the game negatively, but he didn't really... uh, Nothing.
1: Nothing too positive. There wasn't really
2: much he could do, yeah.
1: And uh, the one perhaps newsworthy thing I alluded to earlier, but he did make a sort of veiled complaint in the media about not playing much... And kind of really wishing he could have had more of a chance to impact the match. Um, that's not a good look. And I know Chenel Gunesh is not going to be here next season. <laughs> but many people. Kagawa <laughs> might not either. It so. <laughs> will, apparently. And that's what I was getting at is, uh, many people would hope that Kagawa might be here next year. And Chenel Gunesh might be harming the chances of that, uh, unfortunately.
2: But, well, maybe it's a tactic that he doesn't play well so he can uh, reduce his bio claws. You know? Oh yeah,
1: we're trying to make sure that he stays under the radar. <laughs> they're playing checkers, we're playing chess.
2: We're okay? I, say. Uh,
1: I, I hope they convey that to him <laughs> somehow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Uh, Shinji Kagawa, I hope that you'll get some action. I think with less to play for in theory, maybe there's more motivation to, to get him out there as much as they can with just three matches remaining or two matches remaining Uh, two matches or three? Three with just three matches remaining. There's nine points left so with just three matches remaining Um, right. so that's a little fix by the way earlier I think I said there were two matches ago so uh, consider that corrected Um, but yeah so that's it for Shinju of course stay tuned for more hopefully we'll get something going there next match for Alanya um yeah, everyone, say something to take us out. <laughs>
2: um, uh, I was happy that it wasn't Quaresma's fault. That's uh,
1: <laughs> ah, there go. That's, that's my main positive. There's that's a closing sentiment. Uh, if anything, we can take solace in that, I guess. Um, so as always, follow us on Twitter at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow Evron at fan of BJK. Follow me at sir underscore rights underscore a lot. Follow the mothership Beshtach International at Beshtach underscore INT. Transfer season is coming up, so there will be a lot more. uh, Stay tuned online for the latest. And, of course, Beshtach International is run by a team of goons 24-7 around the clock, updating you with all the latest. So, yes, stay tuned. Um going so taking us out Evron
2: Uh after this theme song we have a, a wonderful after the beep from uh, our own Con Bay, is it? uh he's a big fan of going on long rants so I'm sure you guys <laughs> As will enjoy you all it.
1: know uh, Yeah <laughs> exactly yeah thanks for mentioning that Uh yes yeah, so stay tuned after the theme song I know you always want to hear the whole thing anyway cuz it's so good but uh yeah Especially this week because we're back to our after the beat format. Thanks once again, Evron, for coming in talking Beshitash. And uh, as always, go, go
2: Beshitash! I Americanized the Yeah, biased, It's okay, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No one's gonna get that part of the podcast.
1: <laughs> that's, that's what he
2: gets from that game here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Alright, man. Oh. No I went a little longer than I, I expected. Like
1: Way longer than I not like, yeah, your fault. It's your no. fault for not a with
0: think we can officially say our season is over three matches from the end of the season. Um, it lasted longer than I think any of us could have imagined back in December, uh, heck, even back in, 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 in March, um, we had a great six match run. Um, definitely some luck was involved here and there. Uh, Konya last minute, uh, Sivas last minute, but also not just luck, but but class from individuals, class from guys like Burak Ilmas, class from guys like Adam Laich, class from a guy like Shinji Kagawa. But at the end of the day, I think the conclusion needs to be that the only reason we were in the position we were in at the beginning of today, heading into match day t- 31 against Gal Tsurai, I think the conclusion needs to be that we were at the dance purely and simply due to individual quality of players not due to the merits of a coach a coach that has been um failing us for the last two seasons um and i think that once again was made painfully obvious today uh we're we're, we're hot we're we're on a six match winning streak we're the team to beat in the league and you go into this match starting like scared little mice. You start a midfield with Najib, Atiba and Durkan. You're, you're starting Najib who hasn't started a single match in those six winning, in those six match winning streak. And suddenly he's a starter in your team. Um, why? Because he gets his third 300th official appearance for the club? It's, but, uh, but I digress. It's uh, this is not about Najib. Um, it's about mentality um, and, and the mentality that we showed or rather the coach showed heading into this match is a small club mentality. Um, if you go into Turk Telecom Arena or whatever you want to call the stadium, Ali and whatever, it doesn't matter. If you go into that stadium and you expect you have to win to win the league, you have to win to be champions, then you don't go into that match like any Anatolian team playing on the counter hoping praying that you get to half time with a zero zero draw and then try and get lucky on the counter because that is exactly what channel gunish did small club mentality there's a reason why galt sarai have been unbeaten for two Full Seasons almost to this season is almost at an end. They didn't lose a single home match last season in the league They didn't lose a single home match this season in the league. There's the last team to beat them there Guess who that was that was Bishiktaj and you know what the difference was with that Bishiktaj and this Bishiktaj that Bishiktaj knew that they had to go and win that match because back then we were enthralled in the title race with Bashak Shahir and we went in there with the, with the, with the attitude of wanting to win that match. Same thing the year before. But this time, Shal Ganesh went in there, there with a small club mentality, with a small team mentality, you know, just tr- trying to cement the, the midfield, which is never going to work. You have to play to your strengths. That's the art of football, playing to your strengths. Look, when you're Konya sport and you play like this, that's fine because you're playing to your strengths. Besiktas's strengths are not in playing as uh, a little uh, bitch team, because that's what you're doing. And Shenil completely failed today, tactically. And yes, I know, referee. the referee was a disaster. Um, now, I, I do think that actually the ball did go out off of, of Janer. I'm not 100% sure. It's, it's difficult to tell, really. Um, but that's one thing. But that's in like minute 45. But the previous 45 minutes, every single time a Goldstripe player went down, it's a fall. Every single time one of our players went down, it's play on. And that was like, you know, sometimes we say that and, and we exaggerate a little bit. It was like, that was literally the case in this match. And that's frustrating. Um, and, and you know what? The first goal, okay, you can complain about that. But the second goal to me, that's something I don't think I've seen very often in football. I, I can't recall it really where you're subbing. And as your player is coming on the pitch, the referee just says, play on. And, and, and basically, you're you're putting on a, left, uh, a right back. And the other team is allowed to attack while you're still while that player is literally stepping on the pitch that that to me that's a little beyond me Um, but again I'm not gonna complain about it because the problem that is all that's all part of the puzzle in in why we lost but the, the fundamental reason why we lost is because we went into this match not believing in ourselves we adjusted to the opponent. And I know we've been saying on on the podcasts for months that we that we should adjust our game plan. Yes, we should, but you should always, you should respect your opponent, but you should also play to your strengths. And we did not play to our strengths today. We didn't, ha- we had- we didn't have a single grain of, of creativity in that midfield today. So what's your plan? You're, you're, you're hoping to to smash them on the counter. Okay, fine. Who's going to send those balls to the wings? Who's going to feed Burak? Who's going to feed Lenz? Who's going to feed Leij the balls when nobody in midfield can play a forward pass? And, and, and the fact that Najib is on the pitch for 90 plus minutes... You're 1 you're nil down at half time, and Nijib and still finishes that match. Dorokhan ends up coming off. Janner ends up coming off. I mean, all, Janner is a player that can, against Kayseri, for example, even if Janner is, isn't having his best match, he still got us a point there with his wayward cross, basically. But what, why, why is a guy like Nijib staying on the pitch? And if you look at the second half, okay, fine, we can see that goal, but at least in that second half, we were playing we were trying to play football and we made it difficult for them obviously it's a different match they scored they're they're, they're protecting their 1-0 advantage if you start that way it's never going to be the same as it as, as if you're 1-0 behind or 2-0 behind but still at least you know if we went into this match going all out for the win then you can end the match with your head uh, heads held high and with the idea of we did everything we could and and that's that's a big disappointment today for me not the fact that we lost because honestly I didn't have much faith in us pulling off a victory here simply because I knew that the channel was gonna fuck it up because again the reason we are in the position we are in now has nothing to do with Channel Gunesh. He has changed absolutely nothing in the second half of the season. He continues to make the same mistakes. The only changes he has made are forced are forced changes. He has been forced to drop Ricardo Quaresma from the team. First due to suspension and after that due to injury. That is not a decision he himself made. He is still very reluctant to start Kagawa. He is, it, it took him 75 minutes today to put Shinji Kagawa on the pitch. We, we were desperately needing creativity, and it took him seventy five minutes to put him on. It's, I mean, he's still the same old, stubborn Laz. And for those of you who know, and you know, I know there's a lot of people listening to the podcast who who, who are not very familiar with Turkish slang and Turkish uh, Turkish in general. There's a lot of people who don't speak Turkish who listen to the podcast, but basically, um, you know he it's Laz is a, is a term. Um, that you refer to people from Trabzon, from the Black Sea region uh, and he's just such a stubborn mule and yeah I'm so I'm glad the season is almost over, uh, it would have been such a nice swan song and you know what, in a way it would have been great if we could have finished the season with, with one last hurrah for Shinon Gunesh because he does he, he he's done so much for the club but it's such a shame how he's ruined his own legacy in these last two seasons. Um, it's really a shame because he did great things but that's one of those things some people are clinching onto that too long and i think that's also a token of small team small club mentality the fact that we that some uh, a certain section of our fans have this mentality of well we should be forever grateful to Shinogunish. yes we should for those two titles sure but that does not mean we need to turn a blind eye to his constant failures in the last two seasons and he should have left months ago i can I, I i will whether we would have won or lost today that that my opinion would not have changed um next season i hope we can start with the new leaf we have a good basis of a team i think we this team could have easily won the, the title this season you Have to keep in mind we have 33 points now out of a possible 42, but it could have been more because we could have beaten Fenerbahce, we could have won, we could have at least gotten a point here tonight. I mean, if you don't go into this match with this wrong mentality, who knows? But we have a decent second half of the season, an acceptable amount of points. There's still three matches to go, still a potential nine points to go. I mean if we finish the second half of the season with forty-two points or even with thirty-nine points, let's say we lose in troublesome, but we we were in the remaining two matches. Thirty-nine points is still really good. Problem is in the first half of the season we got twenty-six, which is absolutely appalling. That's that's barely above that that, that is below the bare minimum. I think the bare minimum for someone who aspires to be a champion needs to be thirty-two points or something like that. And it's way be- below that. So we could have easily won the title this season. We could have easily won the title last season, but we had poor first halves of the season. And Channel Gunesh, that's maybe last season it was in part due to the fact that some players were focusing on the Champions League too much. But this season it's for me, it's it's really so much on him for his reluctance to make changes and all that. And yes sure had we had Burak Ilonos as the start of the season, that would have made a big difference too. Um, but come on, we had Boracaymas. Now, what's the excuse now for playing the way we did today? For starting the way we did? And yes, again, you can blame referees, but that doesn't change the fact that we played with a small team mentality. That we that we started this match as scared little mice, and that a man called Nijib Uysal wore our captain armband, armband today, played 90 minutes. I don't think he won a single freaking duel today. The only thing he did was lose the ball or um, commit a fall, and he couldn't play a single decent pass forward. When he came into the offensive third, he lost the ball every single time to Belhanda, an offensive player. So he defended. He was. He had an easy time defending Al Najib. And, and the only good thing he did all game was win, well, he had one really good tackle today where he won the ball in midfield and we could have had a promising counter, but the referee penalized him for a fall. And that was too bad because that could have been an interesting counter attack for us. But apart from that one good tackle, he had he did nothing right. And that's somebody that Sennel in in the match of the year. Because kid yourselves not, this match could have made our season. This match could have made everything, so to speak. Not everything, but this 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 match could have righted so many wrongs of this season already. Had we won this, I am confident we would have actually won the title. Because Bashakshi here are crumbling and we would have been one point back. And they would still have to play Galtzrai, they still have to play Ankaragücü, and they still have to play Alanyaspor. I'm sure they would have dropped at least two more points. And we could have won, with, with that morale boost, we could have gone and won three more matches. So today, he, you, you know, like I said before, you're on a six-match winning streak without Najib. Najib had no role in that six-match winning streak. I think he played like 15 minutes and then, you know, he came on as a sub, got injured, and get, went back off at half time. And, and, and he starts this match as your captain. And there was no reason for it. What was... The, everyone who played the last match was available every single one nobody was injured or suspended so why does Najib start why it's the question we've been asking ourselves for the last two seasons with many decisions that Sino Ganesh has made but fortunately we won't have to ask ourselves for too long anymore Three more matches matches, and he walks off into the sunset. If only he'd done it a year later. Peace. Bishikdash International hopes you enjoyed this program.